Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seat of Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Andy, and my co-host, not Deion Sanders of Primetime. What's up, what's up? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. What's going on, Prime Man? First of all, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Did you enjoy your Thanksgiving? I did. I did nothing, so yeah. Did you, you eat? Not really. I'm not into big Thanksgiving either. Oh, man. So you did tell me that. I looked at you with the question mark. I'm like, what? <laughs> Bruh, stuffed, okay? As you guys know, we took we took a break over the Thanksgiving holiday, but now we're back with episode 199, and next time you guys hear us, hopefully next week will be episode 200, y'all. Episode 200 that we did, we, we're celebrating that. I hope you guys join us for that. It's going to be one big grand old celebration. I can't wait for it. And, uh, but yeah, so I got stuffed over Thanksgiving, had, you know, had my hand, but see, I went to my friend's house for the first time. Uh, I went to a friend's house that invited my whole family, and they they had the traditional Thanksgiving food stuff, but they had all the extra. They had ribs, they had seafood, they had seafood mac and cheese, and I was just like, oh snap, I didn't know this is um, something we did on Thanksgiving, but uh, pass you one of them, pass you one of them short ribs, you know what I'm saying? And I um, the some people do like jambalaya and all that too. Oh yeah, exactly. I know. Hey, look, we 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 see how Melvin Mom doing the temptation. We should just just cook everything. I'm like, I ain't mad at you. I said, pass one of them short ribs. Oh, uh, now don't die. Oh no, I ain't said I'm gonna get the short ribs. I said, pass you one of them short ribs. So that means whoever get them when they come back, pass one of them short ribs. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to kill people out here. <laughs> But I'm glad I'm glad we we be back in the studio. Yeah, I, we we took a longer break, but uh, than expected. But it was needed. It was it helped to you know um, decompress. You know, saying problems out there traveling. Congratulations to, to your homies. Had an awesome performance at the AMAs. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That did, was dope. Yep, the, the new edition and the new kids on the block stuff. So that was dope. If y'all guys have not checked out that performance, go back and check it out. It, it was it was really dope seeing all the members of New Edition and uh, all those new kids on the block, you know, sitting there and 
performing their greatest hits and performing together also. So it it was cool because there was a point where I never thought that they were they were performing together really. Because I always thought they are big fans of them. So see what. I said they are like huge fans of them, so I'm like, yeah, it can it makes sense for right? yeah, it to be no, one day a, a thing. No, I'm just saying, but you know, this you know, the media is the ones that to try to make it more than what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just like how they be like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC hate each other when they're like best friends. Yeah, or the Jackson oh, yeah. Osmonds. It's like you know, nobody you know what I'm saying is saying anything bad about it. So I'm just saying, but. Y'all, y'all make it worse than what it is. But, yeah. But now, y'all came for the wrestling. And I came back for wrestling, too. So, before we get in there, we got to make sure you pay the bills. Make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. Uh, Spaces Philly, a production company that we are a part of that you guys can listen to. Your podcast right here in the city of Philly. Make sure you guys check us uh, check out the content they have on there. The Little Little Plot Plus One. Little Pop Horror Show. Both Sides, The Market Dark Show. And Doing Business with Mark Randall. Also, you guys can check out the Nerd Coaches content on there as well. The No Can We See The Wrestling Podcast. Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, and Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. And of course, also, you guys can uh, check us out on the podcast apps from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and so forth. Check out the snippets that we have also on YouTube Premium as well. And uh, also, I, I know that uh, before I go any further, there has been. Uh, also, I asked people around the holiday if they want to make some questions that that, that we, we can answer for you guys. Uh, and we got a couple questions, if you don't mind okay. answering the prime okay. time. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go answer these questions. And, yes, there has been a, a guy who has been tweeting us about the dark side of the ring and wanting us to watch, especially the steroid trial. We are sorry that we have been dragging our feet with that. But we do plan on having that up for you because I, I want to review all the Dark Side of the Rings. I figure for episode 200, we can do... It's going to be a two-part episode anyway. And we make sure we not, we, we not got the Dark Side of the Rings stuff. Is that cool, Prime Time? Oh, yeah. I thought you was... Yeah, that's cool. Oh, yeah. But uh, but also, man, you know, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast uh, makes his comeback off the holiday break. Uh... Every single Friday, I should check out Prime and Lee Boy TV talking about something different. So, Prime, uh, what was the deal this past Friday? We did New Jack City. That's you know what you know. I'm surprised y'all did not do what dangerous thirty year anniversary. Nah. You said what? You say we save all the Mike stuff for for his anniversary. It is an anniversary. It's the, the for his death and his birth anniversaries. Oh, I'm about to say that. Not, 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 not. Hold on, bro. Okay, fine. Because you, if because if we do an anniversary on every single week that he has, I will be doing the good straight MJ show. Not necessarily, because what I'll say is, like this year marks thirty years of uh, dangerous. Next year mm-hmm. marks. 40 years of Thriller, you know? Mm-hmm. So, There'll be something every year. Last year was the 30th of Bad, so... Or 30... Something no. like that, of Bad. No, I mean, okay, the, the anniversary is obviously, like, you know, 25, 10-year anniversary, you know, 25-year anniversary, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
stuff like that. But you know, I I, I was just saying because you know, I, I they had some uh, cool dangerous stuff. You know, videos out talking about the behind the scenes of the album and also the behind the scenes of what the cover art means for dangerous. And I was like, oh snap! You know what? I never really paid attention to what the artwork of dangerous looked like. The, the upside down glow. Yeah, bro, I never paid attention to any of that shit. And I don't know if... But you just like, ooh, this looks nice. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I was like, first of all, it's loud. It reminds me of, of like a circus. And, I, and of course, you look at you look at the eyes. But I mean, like, I never sat there and actually looked at, at everything that's going into it. And did it, the, the detail, did a whole video about the cover of Dangerous. And I'm like, yo, this cover got some mad meaning to this joint. I didn't even peep this joint. Mm-hmm, I yeah. never even peeped it, and honestly, that's one of his most creative album covers. Yeah, because it's not, you know, it's something different. Not just him, not just him on it. Yeah, Me I was just like, this is, this is crazy. And then, of course, he had a little documentary of of the behind the scenes of Dangerous, and I found out some more stuff that I did not know. So this is, you know, me being a fan, it's always cool when I get to learn more stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, but uh, I, I guess I guess you know me. You can talk about that on, on a later date. But yeah, I, uh, that's how I was expected. But yeah, make sure you guys check out the Pride, uh, Pride of Sasha podcast as well. Well, we have a pay per view, I guess, uh, Sunday, which is NXT Takeover War Games, which is the last War Games. Whoa, whoa. It's not NXT Takeover. It's just NXT War Games. Oh, oh, that's right. They're not taking over anymore. God, these people. These people, man. Who? I'm sorry. You, you, you cannot make me believe that Bruce Pritchard and Vince was not the reason why much had that heart attack. I'm sorry. I'll be just stressed to listen to him. So, this is probably going to be the last NXT special event you're going to get. And this is going to be the last straw that broke the camel's back of the old school taking, I mean, the new school taking out the old school. And I'll be honest with you, you know, if people talk about Raw Smackdown, NXT 2.0 is just, it's hard to get into. And there, there are some things that I can kind of try to get into. But the problem with that is I still, it's still not the old NXT. Like me personally, I, I have no problem with wrestling gimmicks because a lot a lot of the era that people like in wrestling was the attitude era which were wrestling gimmicks that that's all it was because it wasn't about the rest that chair had the worst wrestling to be honest with you in mostly any era but the gimmicks is what helped sell that thing so i don't mind different kind of gimmicks but it's just that i don't know man it is it's 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 like catching on with me do you feel the same way I mean, I don't even watch NXT 2.0, so I wouldn't know. But that okay, there, there has to be a reason why you don't watch it, right? Yeah, because it's just different. It's just weird. It's just not the same. We get introduced to like five people every week. Maybe two. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! That's that 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 is not that's not one of the problems. That's 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 one of the. I guess you would uh, look at it differently. They that's what they they showcase like a group, a new group of people every single week. I'm like I can't even fall in love with people I you showed the last week. Yeah, they just not. It's just not as. It's just. It's just not a show that I want to watch. Right. Yeah. 
No, no. I mean, I I agree with what I'm saying, but you know, everybody has the reasons. I was like, did this this rainbow fruit roll up NXT is just not. It's it, it's raw light. It's the Vince Man Bruce Pritchard show. Well, I didn't think Vince is going to do this, but they're doing war games. Two rings that have the have the cage come down and. <clears throat> we're getting two war games matches, so we're going to give our quick predictions on war games. Uh, hopefully, watch it and then give you guys our review of it. I mean, as long as you try to put on a good war games, but uh, let's just get on into the matches here, and uh, and we got a lot of news to talk about when it comes to NXT uh, this week, also. So, w- right now, let's go into the women's war games match. We have Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, who, who's like she's been in like the last three. Uh, Cora J and Kaylee Ray taking on Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction in a War Games match. Who wins? Uh, everybody dies. First of all, me personally, I see Toxic Attraction in that triple threat ladder match that they, that they did a couple weeks ago. They they not ready for these kind of matches, and of course with the with the way war games are set up, and they gotta go get they gotta do table spots and they gotta go get trash cans and candlesticks and they they, they gotta go to war. I don't think Toxic Attraction, including Mandy Rose, is ready for for these kind of matches. That's the that's the one thing where I hate was like we got we don't have to do a women's one because this is definitely like a put together. We just have to do a women's one. You don't have to. No, we, like if the story allows, then yes. What, what was the teams like? Team Raquel versus Team Mandy. Like what? It's what is Team Raquel versus Team Dakota? Because they don't got the they, 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 they got the rivalry going on. Stupider. That's even stupider. Honestly, in my personal opinion, it should just be like a street fight or a last woman standing between <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. <sighs> That require, Dakota and Raquel is even stupider because um all right, all right. I don't I don't know anymore. I don't know. No, I'm saying uh, you, you go ahead and say what you wanna say. No, nah, it's just why why wouldn't it be Mandy and Raquel since she just fought for the title? Oh, yeah, well, why would, because I guess they're going back to Dakota screw, screwing her over. Yeah, but it all right, I, I, I give. I don't know. <laughs> I say, it, they don't the want they, they got the best friend thing going on here. It me personally, I'm still bitter that I didn't get my Hit Row versus Legato Del Fantasma War Games. I think that would have been a better War Games match. Now, now looking at the situation that that happened, and and all leading up to it, you don't think that rivalry. And if they kept on going, what would have warranted a war games match? Pra. Okay, well I I personally think that it would have warranted a war games match. And I, I'm still kinda salty that it that didn't happen. And Legato Del Fantasma was just sitting there floating on the NXT roster, not doing much of anything. And we have Hit Row, who's all fired. So, well, I mean, hey, that that sucks. I don't think it would have been. A, I think they would have just did a triple. I don't think they would have did a war games. 
but they would have tried to do like a triple person match or whatever. Look, I I, I don't know, but having intergender war games, man, I think that did, it could have it could have benefited from it could have benefited from something. That could have been something different. Yeah, but so, it's just also it's like so you have like B Fab coming in number one, and then they have like. Okay, well, first of all, we know B-Fab and, and uh, Electra Lopez will come in last because they are the ones that... They they can come in and bring the weapons, obviously. So you, you bring them in there, they come bring what the weapons. What, what do they come in first and then, like... <laughs> and then, like, Sir Scott come in and just start destroying Electra Lopez, like, just start beating her up, like, <laughs> yeah, be some, hot tag. <laughs> that would be some crazy-ass shit, dude. That would be some crazy shit. So, all right. Um, well, let's get on to the next match, which I think is you. You think the women's war game? First of all, I think Raquel Gonzalez team wins. Actually, shit, okay. ne- never mind. Because you, you don't want the champion to lose. So, Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction win the match. I I, I switch. Okay, <coughs> I got the champ winning for no reason. Next matchup, Cameron Grimes to the moon. Uh, taking on Duke Hudson, hair versus hair match. Yes. Does he have hair? Who, Duke Hudson? Yeah. Yes, Duke Hudson. I got a shortcut. Duke Hudson's the one that has the hair. Who's who's doing that poker gimmick? I thought he, I thought that was a shortcut though. I mean, but yeah, but you go bald because Cameron Cameron Grimes cut his hair. Yeah, I think Duke Hudson is losing. Yeah, uh, I got Duke Hudson winning actually. So Cameron, you want Cameron Grimes to cut all his hair? I think he's gonna probably cut all his hair. I didn't didn't go one hundred percent change the Cameron Grimes look. Yeah, but I I don't think he that's his personal look. I don't think he's. Gonna, I don't think he's gonna do it. Well, he actually he already cut his long hair. He don't have long hair anymore. I don't know. But I'm saying he still it's still like a part of him. Yeah, it's I'm, like Brian Dane. Brian, it's like Brian Danson when he cut his beard. He still have the beard somehow, some way. He never go like uh, completely clean shaven. He did clear that. He did clean shaving it for TLC. Remember Once. him in the feed? He did clean shaving that. Cut. Once. So one time. But he 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 ended up, he, he ended up growing it back. So, uh, I mean, it, it's been a whole storyline, especially with uh, Cameron Grimes talking about how much his hair meant to him, and you know how he helped him in the wrestling and all that other bullshit. So, but I, I got Duke Hudson winning. Next up, Imperium. Why is this even a match? Imperium taking on Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner for the NXT Tag Team Championships. They just want you to know how bad uh, Kyle is leaving. They just want you to know how much he's leaving. He's gonna take the pin and everything. Imperium, the the as great of a team as Imperium is, they got them going up against this this team that makes no sense. They has no chemistry at all. From Kyle O'Reilly and Vaughn Wagner, they're not going because first of all, they're not gonna give Kyle O'Reilly no championship, and Kyle O'Reilly is gonna be stupid if he even stays there. And he know the writers on the wall. It's time for him to leave. He know it. You gonna 
this could be his last appearance. One his. I think so. I, I think when the time, when the day expires, you know what? Hey, go right over there with Bobby Fisher, Adam Cole, and, and over in the AEW, and just just do better for yourself. Uh, next up, so another one. I got a period winning. You got the same one. Yeah, Imperium okay. wins. Roderick Strong, part of Diamond Mine, taking on Joe Gacy for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Why? Joe Gacy's clearly over 205. And Joe Gacy made a promo saying that he's going to take it and change it to what is this, the... the X Division Championship? <coughs> <laughs> he said he's going to... Is that what, that, that what they're trying to do? I, I hope not, because that, that Abyss storyline was trash. I thought it was decent by the time that first happened, but it wasn't. It, it was trash. Because uh, when Samoa Joe got it, it was like, nah, this ain't Cruiserweights. This is anybody. <laughs> well, that's what Gage trying to make this champ. He's trying to make it like like the all contenders type belt. I'm like, what, what the f-? Just, you know, fine. If they change it from Cruiserweight, because I don't, I don't, I don't even remember the last time I heard anything about Trick Williams. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, I, his, I don't remember the title being that much defended, so maybe they're going to make that one the secondary title? No, they don't. They, go don't, from they, they already to got like one with, with North American. Yeah, but I'm saying I haven't I haven't seen it that much. So I'm, but I see, like, I've been seeing Roderick more than I've seen Trip on, on no, 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 the highlights. No, no, no. I've been seeing Car- uh, Carmelo Hayes more than I've been seeing Roddy. You know, I mean, I don't watch the show, so I only watch the highlights, yeah. so... You know more than me. I want to say, like I said, Carmelo Hayes in the main event. So, uh, I still got. It's like, why would y'all have Joe Gacy win this shit? Unless Roderick Strong about to be out of here too, which I think he is. But for some reason, I think they're going to have Roderick Strong go over here. I think Roderick wins. Yeah. Then it's the War Games match main event. New school versus old school. Team black and gold. That's, look, that's what they call them. Team black and gold. Chopper, Gorgano, Pete Dunne, and L.A. Knight taking on Team That makes Chupo. no sense. It, it really does. L.A. Knight just got... If it was somebody else, that would make sense. Like, if it was like Adam Cole or... If he was still there or somebody he, else, that would make sense. L.A. Knight is only on that team because he's, he's 39 years old. Not because he's he 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 bleeds the black and gold because he's only he's only only on black and gold for a couple months before yeah it so it's like okay so is there nobody else that can take this fight of black and gold? Yo, I'm sitting here thinking to myself like I'm serious. I'm thinking to myself Dexter like, Loomis or is, or they mean like quote unquote the main event people that they well, well Dexter Loomis is, is selling his hand injury. He has a hand injury. Okay, so, but it's like okay, it's it's got to be somebody else. Other uh, LA Knight could have been on the new school team. Or he could be on Raw SmackDown. Well, it yeah, that too. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> if we if we talk about NBC Black and Gold, we got LA Knight. Come on now. I agree. Who's on the other team? And Team 2.0 is Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. Tony Baloney. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so... People are gravitating towards Tony D'Angelo. Grayson Waller is actually pretty good. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is great, and Braun Breaker is great. So, 
that is going to be the whole team. So I think it's going to be a better match than a women's matchup. And there's no chance in hell, You, I said that for a reason, that the black and gold is winning. They're not winning. No, they're not. But. The, because Braun Brick is going to finish it out. He's going to pin Champa. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I was going to say he was going to pin uh, Gargano. Gargano, you know, because, uh, look, remember last year, EO got pinned. She was a women's champion. She got pit back for Kel Gonzalez, and she was the women's champion. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, well, they, they Braun Briggs going to get his pin back after that matchup with Ciampa. He going to beat Ciampa in the War Games match, get his rematch, and take the champ, championship off Ciampa. And Ciampa goes off into the sunset and retires because he's not going to the main roster. And that's how I, think, I think they do it for Gargano. You think they so, – sorry, it's Gargano? Yes, this is his last match. Yes. I mean, to honor him, yeah, but I don't, I don't get the, the brains to even do that. I think all they care about is set up their next few. They don't care about Gorgetta going out the right way and you know saying goodbye to all the fans. Shit, they don't give a fuck about that. Leave, nigga. Excuse my language. Excuse my n word, but uh, yeah, but I think. I, I think they're gonna give him Rebel Heart and everything to have like a I, I, I which uh, runs out like Thursday. What you say? They signed him to an extension. Yeah. The extension runs out on like Thursday. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I got it. I mean, they could they could pin him too, but for some reason, I think they also want this one to get. They will get. Or I'll break it that that if they that, I'm that gonna just say world. if this is if this is his farewell and they don't give him a proper farewell he definitely not signing no contract he going straight to he gonna be on dynamite he gonna be on rampage on Friday. Charles is saving for that TNT championship. <laughs> he might have to win it then. Yeah, Sammy ain't doing that much with the title. Cause yeah, I definitely would do that. Well. Yeah, I got Team 2.01, just like, just like you do. So, there's War Games, guys. There's our predictions for it. It comes on Saturday. It comes on Sunday, so I'll check it out, see how it, you know, survives. So, I think it's maybe last War Games, and I'll support Johnny on his way out. So, there you have it. But, we st- but look, man, there, there is so many <coughs> problems going on with NXT right now. Before I even get into... The midweek wrestling war and talk about AEW. So this, I gotta get talk about NXT out the way first because we we missed some things last week and uh, I will talk about it. So there, there are people in in the company that are reportedly saying that it's not fun to work there anymore. In NXT two with Vince McMahon. I can imagine you gotta work with Vince. Yeah, and Bruce Pritchard overseeing the operations and uh. You go from working with Triple H to Shawn Michaels to working with Vince. Of course, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, uh, the, the Wrestling Observer Live by Brian Alvarez uh, was talking about Beth Phoenix is leaving. Uh, she 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 quit uh, being the commentator for NXT, and but she's still with WWE because you know they they they're trying to do the storyline of uh, Miz and Maurice and Edge and Beth Phoenix. I'm like, okay, sure. 
But, I think she's doing her album too. She got an album out. What, what, what kind of album Beth got out? Country? I think so. But huh. it just came out like I think this month. Oh Lord. Because hey look now, 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 now you know hardcore country is Mickey James for me, but uh I I don't know, I may I may check it out. Yeah, I mean, I know I haven't heard, but I know she was like really heavy promoting, and she was like mm. talking about taking some time off to promote the album. Yeah, uh, but I, I think she's coming back because it's like she, she put I'm taking time away from NXT commentary to be with my family. You only, you only at NXT for one day. So it's like, how much time do you really need? Look, I'm not gonna sit here and say what what what, what Beth Phoenix is, you know. How she feels, but it's just funny because even Brian, be coming back. even even Brian Alvarez is saying that she it ain't like she couldn't work the main roster and do NXT commentary, but she's leaving NXT and she she talking about her family. I'm just like, she's not going to shit on NXT where Vincent Pritchard are at and come up on the main roster and work with Vincent Pritchard. Mm-hmm. She's just not going to do that. First of all, it's not smart to do that. It ain't smart for Edge to do that. It's not smart for anybody to do that. It's just not smart. So, of course she's gonna say, like, "What else is she gonna have?" Like uh, her family. I mean, of, co- of course, like she has to say, she has to say something so the fans get off of her. But in all honesty, that 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 fuck NXT man, because that that stuff is being is is a problem because Sandy happened to Sky too hotty. Uh, last week when Sky Chuhati got up and said he, he he left, he loved the black and gold brand, but it's not the same anymore. It's not the same. Too much put an awesome team together of guys that you know. Obviously, we have we we looked at as jobbers, but people who really know the wrestling business and help put that NXT stuff together. But from Sky Chuhati to Norman Smiley to you know the uh the people that he has down there. And when Scotty came out there and said that, and said I would never, he, he said when I found myself just working just to get a paycheck, I knew that's not what I need to be doing. And he's leaving. I'm like, it's all that whole 2.0 thing. And he and he was being honest of why he was leaving. And I'm like, you know what? I respect Sky Chai for doing that because I won't be surprised if a Norman Smiley or if a, um. Man, nah, Norman Smiley too old to be trying to be like, right, I'm leaving y'all. Nah, he. <coughs> but I, well, I don't think I don't think. Do you think Vince Man and Bruce Pritchard will respect the 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 brand of Norman Smiley's wrestling? No, not at all. So you know, if they're gonna do like another roster cut, they're like, all right, Norman Smiley is gone, or Matt Bloom is gone because, like, like I said, Twitch created this whole team of guys that. Help make NXT successful from re- from recruiting to training to producing to all the kind of stuff like that, and Vince and Bruce Richard just wiping this shit out from right from under them. So the writing's on the wall, and I think the Beth Phoenix seen the writing on the wall. I think Sky Two High seen the writing on the wall, and now with both of them being big behind the scenes names for NXT leaving, I think it's going to even open up even more people to think about like, yo, what the hell are we going to do here? So I mean, that's gonna be hiring people like writers from SNL or whatever. 
I mean, yeah, he, he probably go hire even more Hollywood writers or the case may be, but they are not wrestling writers. And if they want to try to write some kind of wrestling, I, it, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't translate, it doesn't work well. You need to go back to the root of everything and, and you know, oh, what people actually loved and liked about it. But now this NXT thing is scaring me, man, because people are not happy, happy with the morale backstage and they're just not, like I said, it's just not fun. And then you got people actually leaving. And Sean is trying to take over and do what he can and watch him. doesn't come back because he had the heart attack. And I understand they got to try to make it sound like a certain way, but, bro, he ain't coming back to that shit. Why would he? You know, but uh, honestly, I just think Troy just probably just leaves WWE and do like a Shane thing. He just leave, and when and when they need him, you know, huh? I said he needs some time away. Yeah, I was saying he he don't have the funds or anything to go start up his own company. He's not doing that, and he's not going for the family. I never. He's not going to go head to head with his father in law. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So. That'd be a good dynamic, though. <laughs> Say what? That'd be a good uh, dynamic. What is Paul Levesque doing in the Impact Zone? Oh, no. Not the Impact Zone. In the, whatever they call it. I don't know. What is, what is he doing here? They just... <laughs> oh, well. I guess what he's doing here. They what is... <laughs> What is Hunter doing here? <laughs> or uh, terrorizing? Remember terrorizing? Speaking of terrorizing, yeah. uh, because there's a lot, there, there's a lot of terror oh on this God. podcast, bro. You know, Rick guys on podcast, <laughs> another podcast now, right? I thought he already had one. Yeah, well, he got it got dropped down. He got another one called Woo Nation Uncensored. Yeah, no, it's the same one. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Ric Flair pissed me off recently. Ric Flair goes on there and talks about what happened with Seth Rollins and the fan last week. For those who don't know, Seth Rollins was attacked by a fan last week who jumped the barricade at the Barclays Center and tackled him down who claims he was doing it for Rikishi. Doing it for the bloodline. And he's a fan of Finn Balor. And apparently this guy got catfished by Rollins, he says. Or somebody pretending to be Rollins. And kind of got him out of all his money, which he should have known that was going to be the case. And because he, he was saying that Rollins offered him to train him at wrestling school if he showed his loyalty by giving him these thousands of dollars. I'm like, why do y'all believe this shit? You know... I really don't know why. Like, why would it's still real to me? <laughs> yeah, but I don't understand why 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 the Russell Files would, would do that in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. And well, he tackled down to the ground, and then uh, the W officials kind of came over there and, and broke them all up. But Ric Flair wasn't wasn't happy with all that though, bro. R- Slick Rick didn't like all that, so I'm gonna read you a transcript of what he said. Okay. Are you ready for this? He yeah, says, so. <clears throat> in all fairness, I could say a lot of cute things, but I'm not going to. Every time I say something, I have to involve other people, 
and they have to endure the consequences. So I'm just going to say this. I've seen that happen, but I've never seen it where I can recall the mark, a.k.a. the fan, clearly was getting the better of the individual. My problem with Seth is you're a top guy in this business and you know anything about uh and, and you know anything about the psychological of what the fans think and feel, which they really do. You never ever ever get off an airplane in LA and say I was terrified. Terrified of what? Terrif terrifying is being in an airplane crash. You were terrified uh, or horrified by a wrestling fan? Come on, man. I What I would have done if I was Seth, which everybody should learn from this, is that even if the referees had him, I would have jumped back on him even if I never got a shot at him. I know your answer is going to be, well, there's lawsuits and all of that. The WWE would have covered the lawsuits. Seth never would have got... Uh, Seth never would would have got to him. Then Flair says, if you're a heel, you never admit defeat. You just don't do it. Do you think I've ever beat anybody? No, but in the minds of most people, I didn't lose because I kept lying about it, even though it was a work. You never admit that you got your ass kicked, much less being horrified or terrified. Please. And he said that if it was Charlotte, Charlotte could have took out the guy. Because he had that he had that Ashley in there. Can I get your thoughts on what I just read? Uh, uh well, apparently Flair thinks he's back in nineteen seventy five, I'm assuming. Uh but I I mean he can't really you know <laughs> Every time when he was on Nitro, somebody jumped in, they just started jumping the mess out of him. So, I mean, I don't, you can't blame him and say, like, oh, he's wrong for saying beat him up or whatever, but. No, 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 no. Ric Flair is wrong on a lot of occasions. I'm going to tell you why. Because here's the thing. I understand, I understand the error thing is different. Yes. And these old guys cannot, cannot understand what we're going, like, the society has changed Seth Rollins got blindsided. Mm -hmm. But then, it's like, the guy could have had a weapon. Because if you're that able to jump the Barclays Center, you could be that easy to come in with a weapon. And when, when you're a celebrity in the public eye, they, you've had uh, people, Christina Grimmie was a YouTuber and a singer who, an obsessed fan, when she was doing uh, a YouTube meet and greet, kept a shot her right in the head. I don't know if you, you remember that story or not. That happened back in 2016 or 2017. 22 years old. <laughs> and how's that fair? How's that right? So you watch these, these people, whether you be a heel character or not, who, like Prom said, is still real to me, who have this, have this mentality that, especially if you're a heel, that they can come out there and they can bring some harm to you. And nobody should have been able to jump the barricade. Now, if Seth Rollins wanted to curb stop this man and beat this guy up, that's bad for public relations for WWE's part. 
because I think that's I think that's why everybody is upset pretty much. But, well, okay, I'm gonna freeze. I think that's why all the old people are upset. Yeah. Well, you should have been beating him up. You should have been stomping him out. But like, here, nah, but, you don't but, have to. But here is the new way that Vince McMahon does not treat this generation of talent the same way he treated The Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, Ric Flair, Kane, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Diesel. It doesn't mankind doesn't matter. He treated them differently than he treats the superstars today. And once again, PR is bigger. The public relations that WWE has right now is way bigger than it was back then. If Seth Rollins starts beating this guy down, oh my God, then all of a sudden, you know, because WWE is a, supposed to be a, a family-oriented show. It's supposed to be for kids, and then you got somebody coming in here and, like, stomping this guy out because he, he tried to attack me, and all that stuff would have went right to Seth Rollins. They would have not even. I mean, tell me, I'm lying. I don't know. Media, media, media can be fickle, but say what? We can see the whole thing. What you say? Media can make it into something else, or, or you can see the whole whole thing. I mean, you can't hear me. No, no, I, I didn't hear what you said. I said media can make it into something else. Rather than seeing the whole thing. That's what media does all the time. That's why you have to be careful what I you're know. doing out in the well, media. Hey. Hello? Hold, hold, hold on, bro. Your mic has just gone out. I don't I can't hear anything you're saying. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah. Say something. Hold up. Say something. Something. Okay. Now, say, say all, all that you were saying again. Now, I'm just going to say, like, if me personally, if Seth was to stomp him out, I would honestly understand him stomping him out. No oh. media, nothing. Not stomping them out, like to distort, not not beating them up that bad. But I'm saying, like you're taking me, I'm gonna get some shots in. Oh, Seth no. ain't getting no shots in. I have no problem with him getting some shots in. Just like the people. I try think to- that's why people are mad though, because he didn't get no shots in. Like, uh, like Dash Wilder when that fan attacked him, he punched yeah. him in the face. He yeah, but once again, like that. So I think that's why they. Nobody mad. saw that. The, the 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 fan camera caught that. WWE cameras mm-hmm. and the media cameras did not catch that. The fan camera caught that. And it's just like Seth is in a no-win situation regardless. Well, hey, if I'm in a no-win situation, let me do the one where I feel better. No, I'm, no. <laughs> okay, look. Okay. So we're going to turn into Batman. If you're in a no-win situation, what I'm saying is WWE, Rick Flair's talking about so if he had checked the guy WWE would you know would have covered the lawsuits. They would have they, they would have threw Seth Rollins under the bus. The minute PR got some something back on them about what the, their wrestlers uh, have done in this company, they don't want that heat. WWE is not going to take that heat. They're going to put it all on Seth Rollins. Yeah, 
So then how's it fair? How's it fair that I got to defend for my life because somebody, some crazy ass fan wants to come in here and attack me and next thing you know, it's like, oh my God, could he have had mental health? Could he have schizophrenia? Could he have bipolar? It could have been a number of things that this fan could have had or this fan could have done. I'm not, I would have not been mad if he attacked him, but I do understand why he did not. Well, yeah, no, I understand too. That's what I'm saying. It's two different, it's two different ones. I'm, I'm just saying like, yeah, yeah I, I'm saying, I, I said, these I, people are getting mad, like, cause he didn't do nothing. Like, oh, why you, you almost let him beat you up. Like, okay. Calm like, down. like, this is, like the, the, the man's blind side, like, okay, so I suppose it's coming in. Like the, the, the world is different. Society is different, and WWE and this PR is different. If something happens that they can uh, defer the heat on themselves, they will gladly put it on somebody else because they've done that before. When Jimmy, every time Jimmy Uso gets a DIY, they put the statement where Jimmy Uso's actions does not reflect on the way WWE handles this. That's the shit they do. If it gets big enough where they want to make it to TMZ, and TMZ's like, yo, why do y'all keep letting this man keep drinking be back on the road? Why is this man still having his job? Well, what Jimmy Uso does and what Jeff Hardy does is no concern. You know, it does not reflect on how WWE feels about blah, 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 blah. It's the PR. They throw them they throw them under the bus and say, handle it yourself. And if, the, and if social media or the media wants to destroy you, they're destroying you. They're not going to destroy us. <clears throat> so let Seth hit that guy. And the guy claimed that he, he, he has mental health issues. Oh my God. The, the, all this stuff that WWE tries to do and have Titus do. And now all of a sudden Seth Rollins be some a mentally health guy. And they're gonna put the heat right on him. So what what Rick, what Rick Flair talking about, and first of all, just gotta put Charlotte over. I'm just like, Seth Rollins can handle himself, alright? Like seriously, like like y'all gotta give this man a break. Like this whole Rick Flair and Undertaker shit, like I gotta I gotta come back in the day when now shit like that, that that world is done. It wasn't good then, it ain't good now. Of, you know, come with knives and guns back then, and I can just, you know, just stab or shoot people as I see, please, because, you know, they, they, they bother me doing stuff like that. I'm like, bro, situations are different. And Seth Rollins held it. He let the WWE officials and them, he got them off, and he let, he let them take them, but it's okay for him to, as a grown man to be like, I'm terrified. I am a new dad. I'm sorry, Ric Flair, you know, you know, he just went from wife to wife to wife, had kids, just kept it moving, and all he cared about was wrestling. And Seth, like, I got a little baby at home. I got Rue at home. It's Rue, right? Prime? I don't know what the name is. I thought it was, like, Rocks or something. Oh. Well, when he got a baby at home, and it's just like, okay... You you think about a lot of that stuff, and if you like, I, I was terrified because I know what you know what the fan you know, the, the problem with the fan was going to be anyway. But I'm like, yo, know, like get off of him for that. And I was like, Ric Flair, you know, that's the asinine comment you made. It's really asinine comment you made. 
whether folks agree with it or not, I'm just like, okay, so everybody's everybody's come in and stomp somebody out and beat them up. Like I said, that dash wilder thing that everybody saw came from somebody's phone that they fed. They never recorded that because they don't want to get that guy that much attention in the first place. So that shit just you know bothered me. Did you see uh, what Ric Flair tweeted? To who? He just tweeted like randomly. He said, "I'm gonna either die next to my wife or fighting Sammy Guevara." Just randomly. What the fuck are you? T- just Rick, tweet. Look, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with Flair. I don't know what's going on with any of the flares because we just had Charlotte and Andrade break up, and I'm like. Okay, where the fuck they come from? And I'm like, I guess she didn't. After all of that, of, of they don't talk about, oh, he might bring her to AEW, which I, he probably tried to. That's probably why she was like, no, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I can see a drive trying to, you know, pull Charlotte out of AEW, but then I also think, like, you know, they've been having problems for a while, I think. And especially when he wrote that fuck WWE thing uh, when they had Charlotte be escorted out. I think also she probably got mad by that. Because what people don't understand is Charlotte still works at WWE. And you're not going to bring all this heat down on her because you you from the rival company talking cash shit about this company that I still work for. That's stuff that you just, uh, when you're dealing with, you know, shit like that, you know, events, it's just like, <clears throat> there's certain sh- 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 things you just don't do. <clears throat> and I think that could have been, you know, a problem with their relationship, maybe. I mean, it's over now, it looked like, so I was like, okay, that thought going to have you done a little... Anybody want to get married, have a little honeymoon, and they're going to try to get all the fans over to AEW? I guess not. So. I guess not. We'll see what happens. I I guess. You know what I'm saying? Let's put it that way. I guess. We'll see what happens. Uh, <clears throat> Speaking of AEW, I think this is a perfect time to talk about the Wednesday, the Midweek Wrestling War. So let's get right on into it. So, this week on the Midweek Wrestling War here, yo. Tell you right now. <laughs> Cody, first of all, I did not watch NXT 2.0. All I know is people kept saying that the ladder matches were good. They had the cool Wednesday advantage in the ladder match. They had Braun Breaker versus Giant Gargano, and I think the other one was, I don't remember what the other ladder match was. But uh, I think, I like I believe the heels won. You know, uh, I think... Black and gold has the advantage in the... I, I don't know. But I really did not watch NXT 2.0. It was all about 
Dynamite this past week. Dynamite in Atlanta, Georgia from uh, December 1st, to 2021. JR oh, Cody is, Rose hometown. Cody Rose hometown. And of course, you'll say, hey, remember, Cody ended racism, y'all. So, it's Wednesday night, you know what that means. Uh, JR is not here tonight because he's, he's taking care of his uh, skin cancer condition. So, we do wish him the best. Don't we, Prime? Be nice. Sure we do. Yes, be nice. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, we uh, Tony Khan announced that on December 15th, there will there'll be the Winter is Coming edition of Dynamite. And it will be Hangman Page taking on Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship. Did you did you see the logo? No, I didn't. The logo definitely looked like it says Wang Man. You said it's a, the, it's, ace, the ace looks like a W. Ah, uh, I didn't see that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So now we we we're going back on the Brian Danielson taking out all members of Dark Order who represent that state. Because this way in Atlanta, we have. The Dark Angels, Allen Five. So, he, uh, it's him and uh, Brian Danielson in there for, uh, a relatively quick matchup. You know, uh, Brian Danielson takes him out with a knee bar, I think it is. So, uh, you know, just real quick, how convenient is it that they just been in every Dark Order's hometown? Yes, I about to say that is convenient. I think I think the storyline was well thought out because it obviously looked like it was supposed to be supposed to be for Max uh, John Moxley, but obviously the you know the you know the issues and stuff like that. So he gonna be in the matchup. So, but uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 it's, it's becoming good stuff. <clears throat> so. Uh, he beats him, he beats him with the knee bar, and um, next week there's a Dark Order member from Long Island, and uh, this is gonna be John Silver and the Alex is from Long Island also. So uh, right there's talking shit in the ring. Adam Page was coming out to the ring, but he said uh, John Silver says, hey, I, uh, "You can't hit him right now until winter's coming, but I can." So he tries to go attack. Um, Brian Dancer, Brian Dancer, you know, gets out. So next week, Brian Dancer taking on John Silver. That should be a dope match. Uh, we have Miro in heaven. It looks like white lights and everything. That he says, "My God, the line has been drawn. I was looking for love, but now I only have fear." And then uh, he makes a threat like to God to come there and. Destroy everybody up in heaven. I was like, my God, Miro. What kind of, you know, character that have I walked into? Because it is brilliant. Um, We have CM Punk taking on Lee Moriarty. Uh, so, for once again, Punk gave Lee Moriarty more time than he deserved to be in the ring with CM Punk. And he's not, he's not squashing people that he should squash. Uh, I think it may be, may be playing up into a storyline, to be honest with you. Um, it's definitely a storyline. Yeah. 
Because like, there's people he should just be squashing. But then MJF comes out and MJF... Uh, but CM Punk is also not a squasher, too. Say what? CM Punk is not a squasher, though. You're right. He comes with the microphone. He ca- He's uh, just like Brian Davidson. Huh? Just like Brian Davidson. Both of those are not squashers. They both just wear you down. Gotcha, yeah. <clears throat> he has to cut the music. He says, PG Punk, good to see you. Uh, last week, you were uh, disappointed in me. And it's interesting because I am proud of you. Uh, he said, it takes a lot of you to call yourself the best in the world when you're struggling to beat QT Marshall. I'm like, yeah. And Lee Moriarty. He said, but these days you move, uh, you're more interested in getting the pants off Britt Baker. You're not seeing punk. You're one punk chump. Uh, I heard people um, try to rival Deadline with Sunny Days. It doesn't. So... It, 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 I mean, it was a decent line, but I'm like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna beat that. Um, see, folks, you got the nerve to come out here uh, with those Larry Davis pajamas. He said, "QT Marshall and Lee Moriarty are both better than you, and you know it. So shut up, bring your little needle dick in here, and uh, they'll get the fight going." Now, we. Never got a chance to talk about this last week. But did you see their first promo from last week? I did. What did you think of that? I thought it was great. Fantastic. I think that's one of the, one, one of the better things AEW did this year. And they gave it time, too. Oh, yeah, they gave it time. They gave it time. It was just, it, it was just like, it, it was great. Like, you know you wanted to see MJF and CM Punk finally go at it. Well, now you finally got to see them going at it. And him even call him the less famous Miz. I was like, oh, my God, that is so true. Um, <clears throat> MJF is saying, you know, you need more than I need you CM Punk. But don't worry, I'm going to show you a real professional. And he's going to win the the. the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal in Long Island. He's not going to win it because he already won it twice in a row. They'll give it to somebody else. I think he'll win it. I think that'll be like his championship until he gets a championship. What are you talking about? The, the that's Diamond a, win? The ring, is like a, the ring is like a part of his gimmick, so I think he'll he'll win it. You know, he, he, he might. You just never know. The bro. ring is literally his gimmick. The ring is like William Regal's brass knuckles. Yeah, that's a good way to so play. I think, yeah, I think, I think he'll win it. Happy after that. Um, oh, so CM Punk, oh, he talks about also CM Punk's dog in the back, and he better not bring Larry down. He said, if you don't stop all the yapping in the back, uh, I'll put Larry to sleep. CM Punk ain't like that line. He goes and runs to the ring, but then Warlow cuts him off. So I'm like, don't get to MJF yet, but, uh, they can, um, you know, say like build to it slowly and bring out Warlow, you know, take on CM Punk because that should be a pretty good matchup, also. Uh, I missed the backstage stuff with, uh, uh, what was it Jamie Hayter and, uh, and Dr. Brent Baker? 
Okay, this this segment made no sense. Adam Cole was coming down to join the broadcast booth. He comes down to the ring, makes his whole entrance, comes back up, and then uh, he's met there with Orange Cassidy with his hands in his pocket. And then here comes Young Bucks trying to sneak up behind him, and he turns around, and he starts giving him these little, like, shin kicks. But then Adam Cole just low blows him, and then they start acting like they're going to give him little soft super kicks, and they finally give him a super, you know, the double super kick. And I was just like, what did this segment even serve? What was his purpose? I guess just to get him all on the show. Oh. That sucks. Yeah, I've said that stuff really just sucks. Uh, Warlow destroyed AC Adams. The Gun Club, God, Billy and Colton take on Sting and Darby, Darby Allen. This is for Sting to come back. Obviously, uh, I, I feel his, you know, makeup he had on. And um, this was actually was a pretty decent matchup, you know, but Billy You Gunn, say that for every Sting match, like you're surprised. I you know I am surprised by how Sting is wrestling these days. I'm actually surprised that Billy Gunn is like damn near sixty years old, still looking at jacked. Well, they didn't say it was all natural. Fair. Fair. Wouldn't it be so if his nickname was the natural by like Dustin? Rose? <laughs> oh shit! They call him the natural. No. I, I wouldn't, but uh, so like it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good matchup. I think uh, you know, Darby does a, sh- a a shoot outside the ring. A dive through ropes actually looks good. Comes up with the head at one point, and then um, they come back into the ring, and then uh, Colton uh gets the uh, Sting Scorpion Death Drop, and then Sting pins it for the win. So there you have it. Uh, Jericho was backstage with uh, Ox Barberes and then 2.0 and then they're going to see a jump him because he was saying that he wasn't coming out to help Eddie Kingston uh, last week but he just I said to, to, to take out 2.0 and make a point well they beat him down hit him with a chair in the face and they take out Jericho so there you have it and then going back to like the pointless rumors and stuff we have Team Taz uh, or Taz on commentary, Leo Rush comes out because Taz has to do Scott Steiner man and saying that Team Taz has like a hundred percent, hundred ten percent chance of winning the 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 diamond uh, diamond ring battle royal. Well, uh, Leo Rush says that means I have zero percent chance. Well, I'm going to make my name known there. And then as he walks up to him, Dante Martin comes out, which confirming that Dante Martin has joined Team Taz. And I was just like, well. Either which is coming, give me a Leo Rush versus Dante Martin matchup, or had this thing, you know, pay off a different way. Or he could just be faking. That true, but I mean, but that, you know, like people are dead, but I mean, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, the T the the TBS Women's Tournament Quarterfinal Match, uh, Chris Daly taking on Ruby Soho. This matchup was good after the break. After like the, the, the Poison Rana came and then and then the Spike Rana uh and it sat and kicked out of that well, I was like, okay, we really get into gear now. But it kinda, you know, uh the finish to me kinda felt flat to be honest with you. 
Uh, cause kind of just like 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 the roll up. Like she she's got the best of Chris Stanley. I understand the story you trying to tell, but I was just like, no, I kind of wanted a little bit more out that matchup. Did you see that? Ever seen that matchup? I did not see the whole thing, but I think with Chris Stanley still want to have her still be strong. Uh huh. Rather than like, cause she just saw for the title like what a few months ago. Oh. So I think it won't hurt strong for the for the it still won't hurt strong at least. Yeah. Well, well, well. It is time for this Atlanta street fight. Cody taking on Andrade El Igolo. Well, I'll say this the reaction for Cody in Atlanta was more mixed than it was in other places. And Cody says, Well, since I got a mixed house tonight. Of fans that like me and fans that don't like me, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that the fans like me. And boy, did that not work out. So before, as Cody is coming out doing the whole thing, Andrade rushes uh, to Cody. Did and it? It seems like uh, I don't know if the excitement got you know he lost his foot, but Arn Anderson, Arn Anderson fell. And now the stage they got was not as as big as the usual stages. Like, because, God, you could have fell off that ramp. You like, if it was like one of the ramps, like one of the WrestleMania ramps, you could have really felt did some damage. But he fell, and another guy that was part of uh, with, with Andrade helped him out the hole and started beating him up. Did you see it when Arneson fell? I did see that, and I've also seen the footage from the crowd, which is even funnier. <laughs> I no. Once I found out he was okay, I laughed. Nah, I laughed first. Because it's like, you know, something going like it's like if Ric Flair wrestles and he and he gets hurt wrestling, like you eighty, you know, like you. I'm laughing first if he get hurt because you know you should be doing that. Okay, so which fall between him, Tully, and Jake Roberts has it for you? Oh, this is the funniest one because he. This one was so unexpected. At least, like Jake knew he was about to take a bump that yeah. he just kind of wasn't prepared for it. Gotcha. Tully jumped. Tully jumped, but uh, Arn was literally just minding his business and then looked to the side. And, oh, I'm looking at the ceiling. <laughs> like literally, he just t- t- took a one step down. So they start fighting. They they, they fight into the crowd. Andrade hits. Cody with this trash can, right? And meanwhile, you're sitting there thinking like, okay, because when Cody comes back up, there's this like weird pasty glue on his back. We know what it is for now, seeing the whole matchup, but when it first happened, I was like, what the fuck was in that trash can that's on Cody's back? Like, that's gross. Even to the point, Tess like, yo, what is on this dude's back? And I was like, yo, can you take a pause, wipe, 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 wipe this stuff off? Cause we didn't know what it we, we didn't know what it was for, so he's still in there, uh, fighting the crowd. Uh, then they get back to the ring. A uh, dry takes off Cody's weight belt, uh, kind of beats him up, then tosses it to, to the crowd. Uh, the person doesn't toss it back this time; they actually keep it. So, oh, a try to goes and pulls a chain out one of the ring and tosses it to the ring. He swung it at Cody, but Cody ducked. And the cha- the fans was like, we want tables. I was like, okay, well, I know they're going to probably get them eventually. Uh, 
then we, we have a Cody trying to spring off the top rope to give a, a Cody cutter, but then uh, Andrade kicks out. And then, um, let's see, that's why we had in the ring also. Uh, at the end, of, towards the end of the matchup, because like I said, there's a lot of stuff that happened in this matchup when it came to, uh, you know, Andrade doing the double knees to Cody in the chairs, or when he tried to do his moonsault, Cody to do the chair up in his face. It was a, it was a lot of spots that, you know, I, I did not write down in my notes. But, Cody is on the top rope, and Andrade is uh, up there also. But then this hood, this hooded figure comes in with a bandana over her mouth. And I'm like, who is this? It's Brandy. And I was just like, why does she need a disguise? The only to reason... No reaction. Because of the reaction. Because no, I'm saying to no reaction. She came out. It had like a slight pop. It wasn't, it wasn't nothing better than that. It was that. like a... Uh, oh, it's cold, okay. yeah. She she comes out there and lights it and doing lighter fluid and sets this table on fire. So Cody does a reverse suplex to Andrade and Cody Whoa. eats the huh? Whoa, no, he did not. Well, what did he do? Cody put himself through a table. I was about to say that Cody took the brunt of that table. He took all that I, table. I think it was for him to take it the whole time because that stuff on his back was for the tape. It was kind of just like, so were you supposed to like just take a bat bump the whole time or, or what? <laughs> exactly. You know, I had to, I didn't think of it like and, that. And then let's be honest with you, Cody doing the reverse super that no, the move that he did just don't even make sense to do that to a table anyway. Exactly. So yeah. You forgot the other. You forgot when he uh, went under the ring and he pulled a, uh, a kendo stick. Then he pulled a, a sledgehammer. Then he pulled a golden shovel and smiled at the camera. Oh, see that golden shovel thing also bothered the hell out of me. I'm like, yo, you guys stop this WWE shit, dog. Stop the WWE shit. Like you know, it it, it was fine the uh, the other time when he was teasing the pedigree and didn't do it. But now you just take it too far. I was like, yo, bro, like seriously, we we get it, and we don't need to keep seeing it on TV. And once again, Cody trying to he is trying to force and pop this reaction. It's not working. So after this table spot goes down, Cody is still on fire. But I don't think he, he throws on Andrade. Yeah, and he goes over to pin Andrade. But I think when he pinned him with his arm, his arm was still on fire. And a driver, a driver's kind of like trying to put it out, because his boot was still on fire. Like Cody still had fire on him, because you know he probably didn't feel it because he had that gel on. So, but that was, oh, if you that was completely who unnecessary. If you would have told me who would have took the first uh, flaming table spot, it definitely would not have been Cody Rhodes. No. No, but that that was so highly unnecessary. I was like, okay, you have a T-Pain in the crowd. You're doing the golden shovel. You're doing a flaming table spot. Like, all this stuff is not going to get you over. People do not want to cheer you anymore. And he is trying his damnness to get people that has had some sympathy behind him. What you mean? Don't you remember 1961? 
Oh. Yes, I forgot, because remember, people told me that they're Cody into racism. Just in case you forgot, he, he went to go hug T-Pain just to show you. I know T-Pain. What's that song you do? Uh, 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 I, I don't know what songs you do, but I know you're a rapper, right? You're a singing rapper. What you, what you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, since Snoop Dogg couldn't be there, he's like, well, we'll get the next best thing. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get T-Pain. Snoop Dogg not on the show no more. So they replaced Snoop Dogg I mean, with, with T-Pain. When they, when they on recorded, the, on that I, I think Snoop Dogg was... Uh, his mom was having health issues, so they had to replace him with somebody. So I said, well, I mean, T-Pain is a good, is a good guy to replace him with. So, but I mean, like, you know, he just trying to get pop, just trying to get a pop from, from that new, that, that new episode. Yeah, they should have T-Pain do a, uh, do a Cody remake. <laughs> no, stop, 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 stop. Wrestling has more than one royal family. <laughs> Yeah, no, we we, we yeah we can. Dynamite gets the win for me this week, obviously. But Cody went above and beyond of, of stupidity to, to, to try to get to try to get the fan vote, and I don't think it did any good at all. What him and Brandy was doing didn't get them a lick of anything good. Definitely not at all. And then people talk about look at Cody's back, look at all the stuff he sacrificed. Nobody told him to do that. No, he, he did it that he, wasn't he needed. In the, first of all, you build up to a flaming table spot. You don't have it on a random match on a random dynamite where y'all only been feuding for a week. Yeah, you I, don't I thought need Moxley a or, table for that. I thought Moxley or Omega would have been the first people to do a flaming table spot. I was, you know, I was just like, if it's warranted, go ahead and do it. But since it wasn't, it was completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Oh, that's Cody Rose's nickname. Completely unnecessary. Ooh. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to be it for episode 199 of the podcast. We're going to get ready to get up out of here and get prepared for episode 200. This episode was a little bit shorter because episode 200 will be a longer episode. So stay tuned for all that great stuff. Uh, oh, you know what? We did have some questions, mm-hmm. but I think what I want to do is I'm going to answer them because you got time tomorrow, don't you? I should, yeah. Yeah, we 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 can, we can answer them tomorrow. Is that okay? Okay. All right. Yeah, we're gonna do that. So I I I'll add I'll add us answering the uh, the questions onto the podcast probably at this point. And then, you know, we'll close out the show. So make sure you guys check out SpaceFully.com. Check out Production Club, Part. Check out all their content, the Lulu Pop Plus One, Lulu Pop Horror Show, Both Sides, Mark and Dark Show, and Doing Business with Mark Randall. Also check out our content on there, the Nerd Coalition's content, the No Gimmicks to the Rusty Podcast, Nerd Answer Talk Podcast, uh, Drunk Thoughts Over Tongues, and, of course, uh, Turn Tables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond. Check us out on all the podcasts, apps from Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Check out the snippets on YouTube Premium. Check out my man, Primetime Elite Boy TVs, the Prime Nostalgia Podcast every Friday, and Prime Conversations as well. So, uh, getting ready for the holiday season. So, you know, can't wait for that. Uh, and yeah, so we out of here, y'all. So, once again, this is NCAA Place Between Trainers, Saying D, and not Deion Chase for Primetime.
All right, y'all. All right, and Q-Flow, wherever you at, bro, take us out. shower conversion a seamless new wall all done in as little as a day introducing bath fitter join over two million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process no demolition no mess guaranteed for life installed in as little as a day book a free and home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now bath fitter 35 years of better bath remodels